you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, this is the Good Morning Football (laughs) Podcast. Do not turn us off. I promise we have lots to talk about. Hi, Peter Schrager. Hey, Cam. Hi, Hey, what's up, Kay? What is that, a Java chip crap you're drinking? Yeah, tea gets my drink. I, th- I think he's trying to give me diabetes, bro. What are you doing here? It is so It sugary. looks like an ice cream cake in a cup. It, it really is. does. Hi, Kyle Brandt. <laughs> Hi, hey, Kay Adams. What do you got? You got this, the tea going here? Peach tea. Good it's peach tranquil. Tea. It's tranquil after three hours of you completely off the rails. OTR. From 7 to 10 Eastern every morning uh, on NFL Network. So this is our podcast. We just walked off mm-hmm. set. We have some coffee, and we're going to do some talk. But before we do that, Nate, you went to Seattle. So proud of you getting to raise the flag. I'm not from Seattle. I don't really understand the the scope of what a big deal it was. So why don't you take me through that? All right, so I got an email a couple of months ago uh, reading that they wanted me to do the raising of the 12th man flag, and my initial thoughts was they sent the email to the wrong person. Mm -hmm. Because when I was on the sideline, right before the game, it's Uh after the coin toss, you would look up and none of the players knew. So you would have legends. I mean, like Steve Largent and Max Strong, guys that meant a lot to the organization. Jim Zorn. Jim Zorn, right. And, you know, you also have, like, superstars like Macklemore, anybody from the city, so mix a lot. I don't and know. when do they do it, pregame? No, right before the game starts. Got so it. they'll Jerry do the Cantrell. coin toss. And, yeah. And, With the Screaming Trees yeah. lead singer. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I'll do it. And Has Eddie they, Vedder done it? Who? Eddie Vedder, isn't he? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure maybe he, he affiliates with Chicago he for some is. reason. He is. He's from Evanston, so he always does the Wrigley stuff, but yeah. probably not. So I I went out there, flew out there with the family. and Did you pick Christmas weekend because you knew you can? They no. picked it. And they picked it. Originally, I didn't want to do it because it's such a long flight and I have to be back for work. But I couldn't pass up the opportunity, so, so cool. I went there and I went to the stadium. You can put it down, Peter. And I went to the stadium and, uh, I went to the stadium and just walking around – Inside the stadium, I, f- I felt like I never left. 
and I identify a lot with the Lions. So I didn't know how I was going to be received, but it was almost as if I had just recently stepped off the field. I mean, all the security guards, every person and personnel that I would talk to pregame, they all embraced me like I was just there. So that was amazing. And then you get up to the top of the stadium where the flag is, and they say, we're going to play a small video, and then we'll raise the flag. So I had my Lions – I mean, my – my Seahawks. You had, you had like six outfit changes, I saw. I had a Seahawks blazer on, so I took it off and had a line in it. That was so cool. And so I, I saw the video and had like Nate with an afro from high yeah, school yeah. and a high school clip of me scoring a touchdown. And then they showed us. They said analysts with the NFL Network, and they showed GMFB, and the crowd went crazy. And everything from, Nate, we love you, come back home, to we wish you were still playing, to we watch your show every morning. And it was like a mixed bag of just fans of myself, my brand, and also now being an analyst. So, I don't know, it was, it was a very exhilarating experience. Very humble, though. Very humble. Let me ask you, because to me, this is larger than life. You had your three kids with you, right? Yeah, my dad, my mom, my wife. Everybody. I mean, to so have cool. your kids see you celebrated that way, was that a first for you? Yeah, because when I played, they were always so far removed from the field. They didn't really have, they were so young, they didn't get on the sideline. They knew dad played, but I don't think they really knew, like, what my role was on these teams. So for them to be 12, 10, and 6 and walk on the field with me and fans stopping and going crazy, they're kind of like, damn, I haven't seen that in a while. You know, because three years ago they saw it in Detroit. But, you know, you forget. And that my, my daughter was just sitting there like, I can't believe, why do all these people, like, want your autograph? Mm-hmm. I said, these guys are big fans, big fans of daddy and uh, what I was able to do here. So, I don't know, it was one of the best experiences I ever had. Uh, I enjoyed it. You know, Nate, it was, I don't cry a lot. I don't get emotional a lot, and it, it hit me a couple of times. I feel like, you know, I, I know your deal with your teams. Like, you know, Minnesota was special because they drafted you. Yeah. And then Detroit was special because you really identified with the city and the yep. people. But exactly. Seattle in the middle was like you were from there. And I remember okay. you telling me when you first met that. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You got to go to Seattle. You're like, yeah, but I was so nervous because yeah. all my family was going to be there. They were really special for you, too. Very nervous. Uh Playing in Seattle, I always felt like every person in the stadium, like knew who I was. Yeah. Like every person in the stadium remembered this kid from the block. Around five, six, yeah, up yeah. the block, Nate yeah. Burleson, the city kid. And I tore my thumb up the first year and didn't tell anybody, so I couldn't catch the ball. So I looked like a bust. They had just brought me there for a four-year, fifteen million dollar deal, and I remember thinking I got to do something because this city is going to turn their back, and it's the worst thing. Like, okay, if hmm. another city that I'm not from didn't like me, I'm okay with that. But the place that I lived, like I didn't want to be a bust. So that following year, like, I busted my ass harder than I ever worked. And I tried to go out there and earn a spot. And I remember Coach Holmgren saying, it's open competition. Who wants to play um, next to Dion Branch? I, I felt like I beat out everybody, even Dion at that time. And Dion was amazing. He just came from New England. And I walked into Coach Holmgren's office, and he said, look, you did a great job, but I'm going to start DJ Hackett. And I was like, well, you said it was open competition. I, I made it very clear that I'm your best receiver he said, yeah, but I like my guys. So we'll find a way for you to get in the rotation. And I was like, all right, damn, what do I do now? So then I went on special teams. I, I made a promise to myself every time I touch the ball, I'm going to make him. He's going to have to answer to Sounds me. Sounds like some bullshit from Holmgren if you ask me. You know, well, that's, that's the way I kind of felt. But Holmgren's <laughs> very hard on me, though. He was very hard on me. And, and I, I felt like that. There was like a, a certain strain guys. between me and his, his relationship. Because Tim Ruskwood brought me in. Holmgren didn't necessarily want me. Sure. So, and it kind of made it clear, like, Nate, you're just here. But you're not my guy. Mm-hmm. But I had to earn it. I had to fight for his respect. And I remember one thing happened. It's all these dynamics between me and Seattle that makes it special. I remember my dad was coming after a game, and he said, 
uh, he went, he's like, I'm going to go say hi to Holmgren. And I was like, cool. I had had a, a big game. He walks and says, hey, I'm Al Burleson, Nate's dad. just wanted to introduce myself. And Holmgren said, I'm very hard on your son. Mm. I'm very hard on your son. Hmm. And that's all he said. And my dad was like, I wonder why he's so hard on you. So I spent four years trying to fight for love for my city, but really fight for appreciation from this coach who's a legend of the game. Wow. And so when I left there, I left on terms that were uneasy because they didn't sign me back. They offered a deal, but Detroit came in and said, we'll offer Famous you more. Famous story, guys, and I'll tell you this. Uh-huh. Famous story, and I remember covering it when it happened. It was the start of free agency the first night. At st- you start at midnight, 12 a.m., sure. and the story goes that Scott Linehan, who was, I guess, with you in Minnesota? Yep. Shows up at Nate Burleson's driveway at 12.01 and knocks on the door and says, hey, I want to bring you to Detroit with me. And Burleson signed right there the first True minute, story? minute yeah. of free agency. And then we went, went and sat in a restaurant, and that's when the negotiations started. And Seattle, at the time, they say, yeah, we want to sign you back. Detroit came in and said, listen, we got, we got some, some money we're going to throw your way. Seattle didn't pick up the phone after that. Detroit was, remember, winless. I've heard about these midnight stories. You know, Rex Ryan went and got Bart Scott. Yes. That midnight. Does that, is, that's true? Actually, it's when true. the clock strikes 12, he, they're he at flew the- out, so he, and he flew from a different time zone so he could sit down with me, and he could be the first voice that I hear in free agency because he knew there was going to be a few other teams involved. Um, Knocked on your door? You look out yeah, the window, and there's Linehan in your driveway restaurant. physically. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And, wow, then we, so and then cool. we sat there, and we waited what for the mean, clock he, to tick. You knew he was coming, though. He didn't just show up and knock on your door. Like he texting you or something? Well, like, he, you he couldn't really text, couldn't communicate. Because so what do you mean? He actually minutes. just knocked I, on your door? I was still a part of the Seahawks. I was still part of the team. Until March 15th. So I'm still midnight. Like midnight hit. Then he, other people said, hey, you might have a visitor out there. But I couldn't – so I didn't know if it was true. Wow. So, yeah, so, you know, you fast forward years later, and – me not sure how I'm going to be received back home, and the people loving it, you know. So it, it was a moment that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. In my football, football career, it's up there. It, it's really up there. Did you order dessert at the restaurant? Yeah, I did, of course. You know, I, first, I love you ordered first. I'm drinking dessert right now. <laughs> wow, that's an incredible story. Well, we are very proud of you. Thank you. And thank you love for you, sharing Dave. us, Appreciate sharing it, that with thank us. You. Love and you too, man. Thanks for taking a red eye home. I don't know how you got back at like an outrageous time. Got back time at 1 a.m. And left got, the family in Seattle, right? Yeah, left the family in Seattle. It's got to be difficult, too. For my other family. I had to come here. You're the best. Got two hours of sleep and then kicked Speaking butt yesterday. Of- Big weekends. Peter Schrager. Yeah, there's a whole deal. I know you don't, you don't like that we're going to revisit this no, because you're very bad. humble, but too bad because yeah, you're humble. out there signing autographs to young kids, signing footballs nonetheless. I'm the only one of us who gets out footballs. On, gets on the football field every week. Thankfully, the, the Fox guys have let me keep my sideline job on the weekends while I do Good Morning Football. What I didn't realize was the compound of the two would, re- would result in interaction with fans. Well, not Brad Pitt, but something close to it. Maybe Ray Romano. I like, um, <laughs> I like what you say when you do the asylum. People yell at you, where's Aaron Andrews? Like we got, we got this guy, Peter Stringer, who is this? For now, years. So funny. I'm on one of the Fox crews, and typically, it, you know, they know Aaron Andrews. They know Pam Oliver. Yeah. They know Laura Oakman. I'm this guy who's not your typical sideline reporter. I'll call it like it is. When you've got females in the field, yeah. and then I am, mm-hmm. I think it's me and Evan Washburn sure. who does the CBS games. They, the, the fans aren't thrilled when trolling, walking around the sidelines, strolling down there. It's me and my six foot three, two hundred and forty five pound body walking around. They're saying, "Where's Aaron Andrews? Where's Pam Oliver?" We don't. This year, it's totally different. It's good morning football. We love the show, yeah. and it's so overwhelming. And at first, I didn't know how to handle it because I'd get recognized in an airport maybe once every eight trips. Like, hey, dude, love your work, and that was that. And it was two guys. Not now. It's like one of those deals where every time I'm in an airport. Someone, a business traveler, a flight attendant is like, we love the show. We start off the mornings. We love the show. So let's fast forward to Sunday. I'm walking the sidelines with Chris Spielman, who's a nine-time NFL All-Pro. What's up? You're fast forwarding past the flight. 
Uh, well, I didn't want to talk we about it. You're on the flight. Flight Come attendant on, comes to. up to you. I'm on the flight. Flight attendant comes up to me and says, hey, are you Peter Schrager? And I thought I was getting bumped from first class. So I just got upgraded. To oh, you were in first. I thought, so that, I thought they were going to say, sorry, you're back, at, some more wine. you're back at 23C, which is my usual seat. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, here we go. She's like, the pilot would like to speak with you. I'm like, you believe I'm that? like the pilot? The what? pilot. What am I? A pilot? Like, what the hell <laughs> did I trouble? do? Am I in trouble? Right. What? So I go up to the cockpit. I mean, I've never been uh, since I was four years old, maybe, get my little wings. He wanted to compliment you on your hair. And I thought so. And he goes, mm. he goes, yeah, saw you come on the flight. Huge Steelers fan. Love the show. You guys have to stop with your Bengals love. I'm a Steelers fan. Love the show. Keep it up. Da, 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 da. The pilot. The pilot. <laughs> so this is the kind of stuff that's happening. And I guess this is like a metamorphosis of going, you know, having a daily television show and what have I don't know what, honestly, I don't know how it is for Chris Berman to walk into an airport or for John Gruden to walk into right. an airport or for Nate Burleson, for that matter, to walk into an airport. But it's happening. And the fans on Sundays are the best. Because, Kay, I just can't wait till you're in public with fans of the show no because thanks. I'm probably the fourth member of this crew, I feel like, with like the fan connection. And I'm walking there, and everyone say, hey. So I'm with Chris Spielman, a nine-time All-Pro, the number one high school recruit out of Canton, Ohio, the number one NFL draft pick out of Ohio State. And Charles Davis, who's been on television for 20 years, is one of the most respected and loved guys in yep. sports TV. And the three of us are walking in a line. And they're yelling, good morning, football, Schrager, Schrager. And I'm looking at Spielman, and I'm almost – I'm, I'm mortified. Mortified. I would be mortified. We're on a football field, and they're not, hey, Spielman, loved right. you. No, you they know. want you. They want me. Yeah. So what do I do? I go over, and I'm like, I'm not doing anything. And, and Charles Davis, who is the consummate pro, the best in the business, says yeah. to me, he goes, look, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you a quick life lesson right now. If you say no and you deny those – they're never – they're going to remember that you blew them off. In your head, you're being humble, but – those fans will come back and be like, you know, that guy was a real a-hole. I yelled his name. I'm sitting there like a schmuck yelling his name, and he blew me off. They think and you're kept, big time. And he thought I was big yeah. time. So he's like, go over there and say hello. So I go over there, and I'm like, you know what? That was a good lesson. And I, and I go, and I say hi to the guy, and then it happens. They hand me a football and a Sharpie, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do this. I didn't play football. I don't, I don't belong on this Nate football field. Nate is listening field. to the story, but it's uh, not registering like, I, the, the dilemma you're having inside. Nate, you've got a nine-time all-pro linebacker. No one's calling his name, and they're calling my name to sign a football. So I'm like, okay, what do it's I do show, here? Man. What do I do here? And I take the Sharpie. I've never signed anything. You know, I don't know. And I start signing this football, feeling like I am like cheating on a girlfriend or something. Like yeah. this is not right. This doesn't feel natural. You just signed your name. You have to write something like "Thanks for the love." I don't know what to do. I like <laughs> signed all a, the best. Like I, I, like this, once this, to watch. Yeah, yeah there's like Trey Wingo signed PS, footballs. Cool. Like the, no, no, I, no. I, 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 maybe he might. He might. He but, might. Uh, but like, yeah. is that weird for him? Like I don't know. I so, actually do think it's weird. I, I totally. So I did to it. I did it because this little girl. She was like, and the jokes. Then I mean, then it was an avalanche because Spielman took a photo and he, you know, and and he loves me and I. I think he loves me, but he was like, he tweeted it out and was like, big time guy. It made my entire day. Signing a so football. Great. I tagged all you guys. I, I tagged Jacob Ullman, my boss at Fox. I tagged everyone. I said, look, this is, this is what's happening right here. And I have to be, uh, you know, what's the word? Self-aware. Like, I know how absurd this is. I'm not signing this in, in it's, But earnest. it's not absurd. Like, we're, we're feeding people great football information five days a week. It's the first thing they Nate, see for most people. My mom didn't let me play high school freshman football because she was worried yeah. I would get hurt. It's not that you signed I'm the autograph. signing you signed a the football. football. It is, to me, it's that you signed the football, which is right. I think it's great. And the photo is Do me. Do you sign like, any, and babies? Like, Kiss no, any babies? Not signing any babies. But the lesson I'm learning is that I have to come to grips with the fact that people might recognize. Now, forget 
get fame. I mean, whatever. I mean, let's not get. You're going to sign some. I'm a nobody in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> but that's going to happen at games, and I cannot wait for Super Bowl week when you yes. guys have to face it, and it's going to be this weird moment because yeah. forever we've always been on the outside looking in, kinda, and that was a really weird moment. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're shaking your head. It's going to happen. It has to happen. You know, I and like now to this put is where I spin it to Kay Adams. It's not going to work because this is why it's great because all along Kay has said I wouldn't sign the art, and nothing adds being rude. Sign an autograph. Listen. I was with, why, why would you not? I would even if it was a nine-year-old child, I would say you need to get a grip with reality. That's a ten-year-old boy says, "Can you, you sign not, my football?" What, what are you saying? What do you? I'd say, what do you want my autograph for? Okay, I've seen you with kids. You love kids. You love kids. You're the sweetest woman in in the world. It's not about that. It's it's get your priorities in order. You do not need Kate. Where Kay Adams falls in the like the. Well, look, we don't have Diane Sawyer here at the airport. I got Kay. Can I have your autograph, please? I love watching you on TV. What if someone recognizes you and says, "Hey, can I get a quick photo?" I mean, that's, of course. That, oh, I uh, yeah. Listen, that's Absolutely. normal. That's okay. But signing something is is I've I've just never seen the point in autographs. Anyway, Neither have I. It's so. awful. I was Mark. with Lofa Tatupu okay. on Friday night before you the were? game. Great USC and linebacker. I feel like we're having linebacker. a very Seahawks egotistical like conversation. Yeah, like we bit. have so many fans. No, 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 no. no. This is this is they our watch, show. Give they me the watch story. the show all the time. Lofa. They, they love the show at the Seahawks facility, front office, players, all that. He says, "Man, I love you guys. You guys are cool, man. Kyle, Peter, all that's fine." K. Adams. I need her sign an autograph for my best friend. I was like, hmm. oh, I'll get an autograph and also like do a video and we'll yeah, both like save us up. I'm left-handed. I write so, like a chicken. Let me, let me practice this. Here. He asked me to, and I'll show you the text. People are going to ask you for Lofa. your autographs now. XOXOK. No, and honestly, Kay, the question I get the most Lipstick is. smack. The question I get the most, <laughs> and it's almost like they want to hear a negative answer. They say, How's Kay in person? And yeah. I'm like, she's awesome. She's why, exactly, why is that? I don't know, but it's, well, I think there's, there's a mystery. Like the there's a I mystery. Watch the show, I want to know what you're like, <laughs> Because, too. Kay, for three hours a day, you're hanging with three meatheads. Signature. I mean, yeah. we are idiots. We're fools. Yeah. And you hang with us. Oh, Zippo, this isn't a good signature? That's just cursive writing. You need, like, an autograph. Yeah. You know, you need something cool. No, I don't. Swirl. I can see why you don't sign autographs. Yeah, I mean, I got it's a terrible. crazy one. What? what? <laughs> I see. I... I cannot believe that you are on this incredible journey where you get to be on the sideline and see these fans, and they're like a wave. Every weekend. Them. Not fans of you, but fans of football. The show can go away at any second, and that's fine. The experience I've had this season, being uh, being able to interact with fans in person, has been the most rewarding part of this entire crazy journey we're on as a show. Yeah. I love that. And you feel it on Twitter, right? Like, you get the tweets? Yeah. Now imagine those people as faces and living bodies being like, hey, thanks for talking about the Falcons today. I it's can't cool. wait to get down to Houston. Yeah. Kay, how was your weekend? It was great. Yeah. How was your? <laughs> I worked. Go on. I had to work on Saturday. Oh, uh, okay. Well, it was Christmas weekend. I just very quickly, guys. One thing I've realized about fatherhood, and Kay and I, you discussed this once before. One of the most satisfying, satisfying feelings in the world as a father. I put together Calvin's uh, electric Jeep, like the Power Wheels Jeep. Mm-hmm. That's a surprise from Santa. It's not the putting it together. It's not even giving it to him. It's not even seeing the joy in his face. When it comes time to do the decals on a toy. There is no sweeter feeling in the world as a father than perfectly sticking the landing on a decal. You're right. Smooth it out. My brother-in-law told me. No bubbles. bubbles. Right. And perfectly straight. The eagle has landed. Got to be so meticulous. So meticulous. Because when you do it, and you can't really redo it. you got to pull it off, and then it's it's all askew. So I stuck the landing like 50 times on this Jeep, and I was so proud. Not a single air bubble on the whole thing. I was beaming That's good more stuff. than him. And it was my Christmas meal. Congrats, bro. Thank you so much. <laughs> Stick the landing Your family's on the here. We got to meet the fabulous yeah. Georgia. Georgia was here. Austin was here. Casey was here. They crashed the set uh, yesterday. They're in from Chicago and met all Met your around. mom. Yeah, my mom, Georgia. She's a former beauty queen and an actress. She worked with Chris O'Donnell, among many others. Beautiful woman. Yeah, thank you. My she, mom's had an incredible is. life. She said, uh, I came in. She get, extended her hand for a handshake. I gave her oh, a hug. I saw you. I was like, hugs. I do hugs. And she's like, 
Thank you. I do hugs too. And uh, right there, I knew I her energy I was her. unbelievable. She said, I feel like I know you guys because Kyle, he speaks you know, highly of you guys. And I watch you guys all the time. Uh-huh. And I said, yeah, we're basically your kids now. That's it. And she my, was my, like, my, yeah. last, my, my last day, she's like, everyone was so good looking. I just couldn't. Everyone was beautiful. <laughs> so that's all you guys. Good I job. I love that. All right. Yeah, uh, awesome. Let's talk about the big football story of the week. And it had to be injuries. That was I the think theme. So. Marcus Mariota, the fibula. It was death by fibula uh, in week 16. You know what's weird about the NFL? I know we have a ton of injuries and you can't really pinpoint one injury that takes down a few guys but what i've learned when playing when one injury happens for some odd reason a whole bunch of those injuries happen like, injury bug yeah you'll hear you'll hear an achilles and it'd be like three or four guys mm-hmm. or acl and they're like last year there was a string of acls in the preseason it was mm-hmm. crazy and then one weekend like famous people start dying three guys right. three guys fibulas I know. like that's so how true. odd is that it is odd and it's a it's the biggest buzzkill. Look, we're already dealing with the season guys where we have no Gronk for the playoffs, which right. I just hate. I don't know if there's a no JJ Watt, no JJ Watt all season long, right. no Jamal Charles, no Jamal right. Charles, and then just like this Derek Carr thing. It, it, the Raiders are the best story of the season by far. It's the Raiders, okay? I agree. And now and the their Cowboys best player gets hurt, and it, it it was just like I watched and I'm like, we set this in the air. This sucks. I hate this. And there's an interesting thing I think we do is that we're on the NFL Network. We're very pro NFL. We're very pro football. And we try to keep it positive as much as we can. I'm probably the worst at it. And, you know, we're trying to say, you know, maybe the Raiders can rally. Maybe they can do this. And then I found myself being like, I just can't do that. I can't say maybe they can rally. I can't say maybe they'll have their running game, the defense. I think that they're screwed, and I hate it. I wish that they weren't. But I can't spin in any other way or I'd be disingenuous. The other big story, though, of this season has been the backups. And the no, backups coming in, and if you the you know injuries are a theme, but so are backups coming to play immediately and making an impact and keeping it going. But to KB's point, how often has a backup I don't know I mean, rolled look, away K- and got to the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Look at Matt Moore, what he's doing. Look I at like Garoppolo it. with, with fewer weapons. I like it. No, I, I get it, and I hope. Well, I think we all hope for that Cinderella story. But what has history told us that the superstars they they prevail in the oh, postseason no. and they. They're the ones that make it to the Super Bowl. I was texting with a friend who works for the Raiders yesterday because we had our show, and I kind of did like a one-on-one on who Matt McGloin is, right? He's, he's been there three years. He was an undrafted guy. He was a walk-on at Penn State. And I said, how are you feeling? Is it doom and gloom? Because I talked to people in other, bi- in other buildings who were eliminated from the playoffs in Week 16, and they were like, it's a morgue. I mean, it is literally a morgue here. You might yeah. well, glad to hear that. There, there's no chance we're going to win on, seven, on Sunday. We're out of it. Now, I asked about the Raiders, and they were like, no, no, we got it. Like, Matt's cool. Like, Matt's been here. It's not like this is some untested Well, they also were paying him, what, $2.5 million? Yeah, they paid the restricted top, fee. He's, got, he's among backups. They put a second-round tender on 10. him, Nate. So he could have been a free agent. They're like, no, no, second-round tender, meaning if someone else signed them, they would get a second-round pick. He's been there since 2013. And they have That's, Connor Cook there, but they, the, they're they going with this guy. Going, yeah. So they've had, look, they've had, they've had Jack Del Rio hired since then. All right, that was before Crabtree, before you know Carr, before Cooper, before Latavius Murray. All the- McGloin's been there. There's a reason that he's their backup for sure. But you know what's crazy is when you think about these three backup quarterbacks, they all have to go through Tom. Mm-hmm. Like this, this not a, this is an Who NFC are you conversation. About? Matt Moore and Savage and and McGloin. And McGloin. And McGloin. Is that crazy? They're all in the AFC. So. It's one thing for it to be spread out, and one one of those guys are in the NFC. Like, so you know true. what? Maybe I can battle with a hurt Russell Wilson and depleted Seahawks. Yeah, but once and upon a time, Tom had to go through Rich Gannon and Cordell Stewart. I, I know. And do I'm, himself. I'm just saying, know, like the, the road is going to be Tom Brady. I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying, and I feel like there's a leaflet that you read from when your quarterback got hurt. It's the same stuff. It's like Kurt Warner, next man up. We, we'll rally around the defense. Get this the running game the going. Room. We'll get the running game going. And it's just like, come on, you're not going to win the Super Bowl with Matt McLean. I'm sorry. We've talked all year. Can the Raiders beat the Patriots? 
Patriots to win a Super Bowl? Can they do it out of nowhere? Never been there before. They're not you know, winning it, a Super Bowl. Mount They're the, just not doing it. I'm it, it sorry. Was They're not phrased, doing it. It was phrased, can Derek Carr yes, go in and beat and Tom and Gillette? Could have, but come on, man. Now we can't phrase that and question. He's gotten better way. every season, and yeah, that's, it's just really rough. It's awful. I hate it. All I right, so it. hypothetically, say the Raiders win this weekend. They beat the Broncos in a game that they need to win to get the number two seed. They have the number two seed. They'll most likely play the, the winner of the 3-6 th- the game, all right? So say it's the Steelers. Steelers go into Oakland. You don't give them any shot to beat the Steelers? Yeah, sure, I do. I mean, look, at home, Oakland. The Steelers have to go to Oakland, Big Ben, on the road, yeah. no bueno. We haven't seen Matt McGloin. That's why my game, spoiler I'm looking forward to seeing, is the Raiders game this weekend, because we don't know. I, I don't know if he can play at all. I don't think anybody at this table knows if he can play at all. Yeah. So, yeah, of course Pittsburgh could beat him. He has all the, I mean, the ingredients are there. That offensive line is a Velveeta cheese block normally. You've got... Crabtree, if he's healthy and ready to go. And they do have a run game. They do, they, for sure. They're top, what, they're sixth best? Yeah, they're six and six, rushing and passing. There, there has to be something that goes into the head of these back of quarterbacks when they're facing future Hall of Famers. They're not going up against no slouches. Like, if you face Big Ben, that's Big Ben. Mm-hmm. AJ you got two rings, and AJ, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. AJ McCarron went blow Tom for blow with Big what, Ben four rings, yeah. and he's a Hall of Famer. So, like, okay, yeah, I so get it. So can Alex Smith do that? You, you might talked about the him, Chiefs today on the show. Yeah, you might give Alex Smith a little bit better chance because at least he has the experience. So what do we got? We got Brady, Ben, and Alex Smith. You the say guys that, have been there. And then the and, other guys, like and, the junior and varsity. And the other guys, But, Nate, yeah. you're always saying you don't know what you don't know. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, what is? Yeah, but I have more faith in Derek Carr leading a team that was young, inexperienced. Do you have backup? more faith in Alex Smith than you do in a backup like Tom yeah. Savage or yeah, yeah, Matt sure. McGlynn? I mean, oh, yeah, you know, Alex Smith has been there. And, and Alex Smith... I think this year more than any other year, he's answered those questions about being the micromanager. He's throwing the ball deep. He has weapons that are unbelievable. Macklin hasn't been fantastic, but he 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 can go off any game. This Tyreek Hill kid hurt almost, is almost legit. made Alex Smith look at uh, Kelsey more. Yeah, you know because he always kind of had eyes just for Macklin. Now he had to throw and spread the ball around and. It's know, really okay. impressive. Just, what we, the we've both Chiefs been in that building. Have to say that, but no, New England, awesome. no, in Foxborough, when it's like four o'clock, drizzling yeah. uh, playoff game, it's very. But difficult. let me. Uh, it's I mean, very no. difficult to go in there. And I'll win. close it out by saying this. I know we have to say, who, who will these AFC teams go through? And then we mentioned the Patriots. Or who's going to go through the Cowboys and the NFC? But like I said on the show, it's not clear cut that the Patriots are the best team. You don't Their think record so, speaks so. You don't think so in the AFC? Just without Gronk. Like, yeah. With Gronk, I think they're just unbelievably dominant, and you have to give them credit. Like, they're the dominant squad. But they're not, I'm not sold that they're just going to run over everybody. Nate, the, the guy, if there's one guy in the AFC I'm the Patriots fan that I'm really scared of is Le'Veon Bell. It's that guy because, look, Roethlisberger, great, Antonio Brown. Le'Veon Bell is, like, the hottest running back on the planet he right now. The he's the guy who could go in there and go off. He's that good. That's and, the guy who scares me. Not just go off from a production standpoint. If he's running the ball well, that means Tom's on the sideline. Mm-hmm. And if Tom's on the sideline, mm-hmm. that is your best chance to beat the Patriots. I think it does. I think the Patriots are obviously the best team, but I'm looking at who they've beat. I mean, it's the Browns. It's the Bills. It's and they beat the, the Bills. Broncos in Denver. I, I don't want to discredit with the. Yeah, we're not going to discredit it. I'm just, I'm just saying, saying they're, they're, not, they're not, not fully loaded. The t- right. They have not had the toughest schedule. They haven't had yeah. those challenge games where you're like, here's a test. Can they beat Green Bay in Green Bay? Like, you haven't had that mm-hmm. yet. Maybe they have one this weekend, though. They might. You know, they Patriots play the Dolphins. Dolphins. It's a big game. Yeah. All right, I want to shift it to this to this crazy doomsday scenario I presented on the show today. We're doing this on a Tuesday, and I thought it was fascinating. I don't know if the viewers did. I don't know if you guys do, but I love this kind of talk. All right, so if the Redskins win on Sunday, all right, and beat the Giants, it, the Packers and Lions are in a do-or-die game, all right? 
The winner wins the NFC North, most likely gets the three seed, hosts a playoff game. The Lions haven't won the NFC North since 1993. It was the NFC Central back then. Right. The Packers, of course, would host in Lambeau where it's nearly impossible now to win. If they tie, they both make it, and the Redskins are on the outside looking. We've never talked about this kind of scenario in the history of the sport. We've never seen anything like this. I threw it out there because I love this kind of stuff. And as yeah. a writer, it, to me, it's great drama. Like, what would happen if they both made an agreement and said, hey, let's just lay down our arms. We both get to walk into the playoffs. Yes. And we tie, and the Redskins don't go on. But, Nate, the true competitor in you says that would never happen. Would never Peter, happen. this is not Game of Thrones. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I want about? it to happen so badly. Now, listen, a realistic scenario, honestly. What if it is, you know, 23 to 23, and there's, you know, five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and – is then maybe you sit on the ball a little bit and play for the tie? And give a nod to each other. Because like, everyone will say, like, no. A wink across the field? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. if the Lions tie the Packers, I believe because the Packers swept the Lions, the Lions would still have to go on the road and then play the that's Packers a, the following that's week. That's a good point, though. That's a good point. But that would have so many, like, they fire play takes the, following the next day week. about competition and setting an example, and you play to win the game. They play the Hermetic they'd, sound they'd bite. get rid of ties. Right. I mean, there's so much. I mean, this right. to me. To talk I about want them who's to gonna win. Yeah. Okay, now I'm on board. Now you've got me. Now, now you you're on the To talk like about who's too. gonna win, Packers versus Lions, is a typical conversation. We'll do it the next three days on our show, <laughs> I promise. But to talk about the mindset of a prisoner's dilemma, which you go back to Poli Sci 101, and it's a study from the 1950s. Taking me you way put, back. You put two prisoners in separate cells, and you say to these prisoners, you'll both get out in five years if you both just you know, give each other in. But then you also say, you'll get out free if you tell on the other guy, and he'll have to serve 10 years. And vice versa, yeah. And vice versa. And then you have to trust, okay, am I going to take the the? Are you going to be the rat? Am I going to be the tell rat? Tell on the other guy in a second. Tell Why on not? the other guy. I don't and know then him. Then if him. you both tell on each other. That's like every episode of First 48. They separate the two dudes, right. and I'm just like, be quiet. Don't say anything, bro. Be quiet. one is, of them start talking. Be quiet talking. It's taking a tie. Yeah. If saying, you both tell on each other, then you get like a, a life yeah, sentence maximum, or something. Yes, you got to tell quick. Then you got to yeah. get in before the other guy. So does. more or less, it's this has nothing to do with this. How are we? <laughs> it's, the this to that game? it's the prisoner's dilemma. The prisoner's dilemma because if they look at each other and say, "If we tie, we're both in. We're good." But then you have to trust that the other guy <laughs> is going to tie and not come out and beat you fourteen nothing oh, out of the gates. Yeah. <laughs> if they actually or in that fourth <laughs> quarter and the game's tied and you're looking like, "Do you want to do this now?" Do you want to go into overtime and possibly hurt one nah, of our players? Let's, right, it's a wrap. Let's, let's get let's out wrap of here. It up. But then you're looking across like, do I, I trust don't trust that him. Guy? I don't trust. He's McCarthy my enemy. Sending do a I raven. trust McCarthy? Do yes. I trust sending a raven? Kyle McCarthy talking. I don't know. Game Listen, the game is interesting, but for me, it's it's the dynamic of Big Brother, Little Brother. Yes, Green Bay Packers. This. Go on. They've to been this. the Give Big Brothers me, in this division for so long. As a Viking and Lion, tell me. Yeah, as a Viking and Lion, I always looked up to him, and it was a certain level of hate, but it was also more of a level of respect. And what makes this game even more interesting because the even though the Lions are leading the division, like they're one game away from losing the division. They had everything, the world in their hands, and now you have the Green Bay Packers just coming and grabbing So win it. this weekend. Just so they have to win. But here's the thing. Green hard. Bay Packers have been in this situation before, so they're used yeah, to – I, I, I feel like they're used to the pressure of having this moment of course, this is what they do right in front year. of them. What they do every year. They're used to winners. They are postseason, you know, perennial contenders. You look at the Lions, now they're in that awkward position where Well, they've also no, lost two straight. Yeah. No one has book no one has booked flights. Um, no one's thinking about vacations. So now you're walking this game saying, I need this more than anything. And I've been there before where you lose a game. I think it was 03, we played the Cardinals. They knocked us out. Nathan Poole catches the. Oh, I remember. Back jo- the- Josh McCown to Nathan Poole, the 2 and four, two and 13 Cardinals eliminate a team that, that started off 6 and 0. And, and I remember, I remember thinking to myself, damn, like, 
I, I didn't. I, I'm not prepared for this. I'm not ready. And being on if you're that, listening at home, Google Nathan Poole and watch yeah. that clip. It's one of the craziest ever. Go I remember on. being on the bus and on the plane and thinking like, damn, okay, let me figure out this offseason. But more importantly, I guess at some point in my career, I'll get back to the playoffs. I was looking at these veterans, tears. It's just like some of them were crying because the shock of now their season ending, they weren't prepared for it. They're, them or the, their families. And then other guys saying, I'll never be back in the playoffs. And I thought, man, you guys are being dramatic. But it is that hard. So now, will that pressure be on the shoulders of the Lions more than it is on the Green Bay Packers? So when I'm watching the game, I'm not just watching X's and O's. I want to see how loose or tight Matt Stafford is. I want to see if the receivers are ready for the moment. I want to see whoever their running back is, if they can control the ground. Or if the defensive backs are going to be shook up because you got Jordy and Devontae running everywhere. So for me, it's, it's the dramatics of the game I pay attention to. And to be honest, I could tell within the first five minutes who's ready to play and who's trying to act like they're ready to play. So all high school, all college, I was – a professional procrastinator. I was awesome at it. I would wait till the last day. I wouldn't even go to class. I'd, I'd cram and study, and I'd pass the test or get the term paper, and I'd get an A. I'm doing all If I waited till the last minute, I never – I was always a procrastinator. Yeah. So you're basically saying that's the lions are. They wait till the I, – I perform very well under pressure. Yeah. So I always did that all throughout high school and college, and it worked like a charm every time until one day mm. I was one huge mega term paper with an asshole uh, professor who I needed to, like, print something out or cite something or something. Had to, I remember like the, the library was closed. I ended up not getting the paper in on time. And you know, I was the person I would like go to the professor's house and slide it under their door and get yeah. it in just in the nick of time to get office the A. hours, office hours, yeah. all of that. Can I get extra credit, pass the class, all of that stuff? I mean, that's the Packers. This mm. professor, that's the Packers You're right. this week. You're right. They they have all the authority. And it's weird that we're talking about it because the leaders are the Lions season. within that division. But we were still There's- giving Green Bay Packers credit they, as the They're playing well leaders. under pressure, but you can't continue. It's not sustainable. It's my whole thing, with, which has been with the Lions all season long, is sustainability. It. It's, Nate, it's a phrase that we've talked about before. It's three words. It's the Lions. And that mm-hmm. comes up all the time. So one of my, my, my good friends in L.A., Josh Misko, huge Packers fan. This is a month ago. What's his name, Joshua? Josh Misko. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm like, you know, he's a huge Packers fan. I'm like, yeah, you know, but it, how do you, what do you think about the Lions? They're in first place. He just looks at me like, dude, it's the Lions. This is months ago. It's the Lions. This is, this is way back on Thanksgiving. It's the Lions. And you know what? Here we are, and it's the Lions. And they're one loss away from ending on three straight losses on their home field this week. It's the Lions. But they the could pa- do it's it. Be the Packers. If they play I well, I understand mm. like performing well under pressure back against the yeah. wall, and that might be that's what their identity is, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. It would be a microcosm of their season as a whole. If we go back and watch the NFL Films 2016 Lions video yearbook, uh-huh. it's going to be just the final minute of games against the Redskins, Heroics. the Rams, the yeah. Eagles, the Vikings. That's how they win. I mean, the Colts, they won those games in the last second on the last drive in the biggest moments. And guess what? We're going to go to week 17, and everyone's going to count them out. You know, they lost these last two games horrendously on the yeah. road, Giants and the well, Cowboys. he's 1-25. That is a staggering statistic. <laughs> a and so are his staggering. prime time. So are his but he's prime home. time. He's going to be home. If and I'll tell you what, PS. everyone oh, in that place. Making me nervous. As, as much as they are self-loathing fans, yeah. those lines, they are proud fans. And they want this so badly. They really that, are. That place will be rocking. And if you just think, no problem, Aaron Rodgers coming and throw another Hail Mary like he did last year and beat them in their building then fine. But I imagine that the Lions are going to give their best effort. They're going to show up. And if Rodgers outduels Stafford in you know, 60 minutes of football, then God bless them. They deserve it. But I don't think we're going to get an egg like we got the last two weeks from the, from the Lions. Rodgers is such a killer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> such a killer. Look, it'd be one I thing mean, yeah. if they had to win and like some team was limping in, like the Chargers or something. They had to beat San Diego. 
this is just the worst team to see and the worst guy. I, I mean, there's They've something won five almost, straight. Five straight. Mike We're Garofolo run joined the us table. this week talking about the momentum. He was there at Lambeau over the past six games, 14 touchdowns, no interceptions. He's never played better. It's just this is all just the, combining to be this nightmare, and I actually think that they're going to lose by a lot. I'm Nate's sorry, li- I'm sorry, Detroit. Nate has I lived do. this as a player. I'm Kyle sorry, and Nate. I have lived this as Chicago Bears fans. We were texting. Well, who who was Chicago playing with Matt Barkley? Not this past weekend. The weekend before, where I was like, they're going to win. They're going to beat the Packers. Oh, the Packers. They're going to beat and the Packers. And they play their they're asses off the Packers. Packers. What do you know? Boom, Jordy Nelson. Jordy steps back just unbelievable. And and I said, yeah, Kyle, that's pretty much what we've been dealing with our whole lives. It's gonna, it's gonna come down to ball control and whoever wins the turnover battle. If they can get Aaron Rodgers to turn the ball over early, the Lions will grab that momentum. And you're shaking your head because it's tough to get Aaron Rodgers to turn the Mm -hmm. ball over. Dak didn't do it. But if the Lions are the first to turn the ball over, it it could be a runaway for the Packers. Mm -hmm. So. They I ha- might take the Lions. It, 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 I might take the Lions just to be straight up. Yeah, it's an aggressive I've been on them all game. Ride or die. Don't on them all season. Don't sit back. See, there's two trains of thought when going up against Aaron Rodgers. It's sit back because he's athletic, and we don't want to pressure him where he makes this beautiful throw under duress, and then Let's, that guy runs because we sent pressure. But then there's. There's a train of thought where, no, no, actually, let's make him uncomfortable in the pocket, collapse him, and keep him contained, and allow them DBs to make plays. My train of thought, make him comfortable. Mm-hmm. But make sure you don't give him lanes because he'll run with the best of them. But you have to make him uncomfortable. But if you're making him uncomfortable and you're sending pressure, DBs, it's on y'all. I saw Darius Slay on the sideline. Darius, you got to get on that field. He's injured. You need to be one-on-one with Jordy. I know he was you've doubtful. Got, got Nevin, I don't know how healthy he is. You've got Nevin Lawson and Zach Zenner playing in the biggest game of the season. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is very cocky, very happy with himself, and I've never seen him like more confident right now. He's making jokes. He's juking guys out. I feel he, he's, he's back in his zone. Here's my Dude, one he thing. He's back he, in his zone. I don't want to talk X's and O's, but my last point on this game is that Adam Thielen had 200 yards receiving against that vaunted Packers okay, defense. Okay. They're not, they're not the 85 Bears. Uh-huh. That Packers defense, Dom Capers has struggled with that unit the entire year. The Lions can score some points on this team. Yeah. It's Do they not, have a guy as good as Adam Thielen on the Lions right now? They've got three of them. Do they? Yeah. They've got Bolden, can ball. They've got Bolden Marvin Jones, and Golden Tate, and yeah. Eric Ebron. Yeah. Feeling's good. <laughs> Feeling's pretty good. I'm feeling Thielen. Thielen's getting a lot of love on our show of late. He is. He's yes, been he on. Make plays. I like Thielen because at the beginning of the season we talked about him yeah, as the small just, school like, guy. This is a cool story. Undrafted. Now guy. he's in toe drag swag and he's in the top. Lead receiver like, of the yeah, team. He's a big celebrity now. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So we love the Packers Lions game. We are excited about that one. I know so there's a lot on the line. Let's run through some of the other games on the docket. You guys, whammy style. Can we yeah, do this? Let's All right. Yeah, let's go. Who wants Ravens, Bengals? Anybody? Ravens? No, thank you, Kay. Bengals, <laughs> Texans, Titans. Nope. Nah. Uh, Panthers at Bucks. I'm working the sidelines. Buccaneers nice. still uh, technically alive, isn't that yeah, true? Yeah, there's like 11. Wait, you're, I love those and you're back to Tampa. Back to Tampa. Panthers, right. Tampa. How genius you know, was it for the schedulers to make these last games? Divisions? How about this? No, no Thursday night football, no Monday night football. So it's all on Sunday. You it was, just, it's it was okay. genius for them to make these last few weeks count. You remember when these weeks didn't count yeah, I remember and we tuned them out? Cardinals, Vikings, Nathan Poole. Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Out of, out of conference. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, make sure to follow us on Instagram. Andy Burleson, we're both live on Instagram hey, right now. That's cool. Via at GMFB. Terrence, you happy about that? Yeah, Not social bad. media. Uh, okay, how about Cowboys at Eagles? 
Yes, whammy. Whammy. Okay. I think there's a fascinating aspect <laughs> to this game. Don't say nothing crazy, Peter. No, I just think it's it's very interesting. I know we got very heated today because I said you know the mere thought. Okay, of... but were you were you guys just joking? Because no, no, it real. actually got real serious. That was real. About the award, the about record, the record. record. Yeah. Nate started. Yeah. I mean, of course, records matter. Nate made a thing that you know as a player he said, of course. I mean, look, if the rushing record is there, like he you didn't advocate to go for it, but you said I just said I discredited it all together. Yeah. That, that upset Nate because I said the rookie rushing record is like what even is that? Like, yeah. who cares? What's like, the point? Yeah. It's not the rushing record. It's not. Yeah. You know the MVP. Roger Maris, sixty-one it's home like, runs. You know, no one even you know, knows. Seven B yeah. on the list, and you said, "Wait a second, it's a record in the NFL yeah. that matters." Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it wasn't a heated argument. It was an argument. And here's the thing: I like arguing with you guys, especially Peter KB. Every you do like that. You I, I love. It I love arguing. Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't an argument because it's it different got, trains of thoughts on that. One hundred eighty-three yards, and we're not because we both agreed that there's no reason to go for that. But I made this little snide comment saying it's not even a real record. Like it's not Joe DiMaggio's fifty-six game history, and that set you off. Yeah. Just because it's a record in the NFL, I don't care how small it is. It's hard enough to put on a jersey in the NFL, let alone you know grab a record that could last for a long time. So that's all it was. But I think we're both in agreement that they don't need to force the issue. That's not even – to me, that's not even – I don't even care about I mean, honestly, like NFL individual records, I don't care. What yeah. I care about is whether I see Tony Romo or not. Mm. And if that fourth quarter starts and the Cowboys are 20-3 to on the Eagles – okay. And in comes Tony Romo. I am changing whatever game has playoff implications to put on that one. one and course. that's the game I want to see. So to me, it's Burkhart, it's Lynch, it's Pam Oliver. Like, Fox put a big crew on that game, yeah. and there's no playoff implications because if there's a chance that I get that Tony Romo run out onto the field, I am all eyes on it, and I cannot wait to see it. And I honestly think it's in Jason Garrett's best interest to trot him on out there. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> what do you on. think, KB? I, I, look, we, we've talked about this. you got to get him out there. you got to get him reps. you got to get him played. He hasn't played real football in over a year. And I, it's, picture the scenario, Nate. It's the first playoff game for the Cowboys, and Dak pulls up lame. He goes down. Romo immediately has got the helmet on and starts throwing on the sideline. He's got to go in in 30 seconds for the next snap. He has not played a real football game in over a year. Two years, really. Get him in there. Let's get him some reps. Stop yeah. hiding him. We're not going to hurt anybody's feelings. Dak's very strong. We've been through this all season. Let me see Romo get a sweat. Let me see, see him get a hit. Let me see him throw a few times the ADA just to make sure we know he's Where do you guys there. stand on it? Because Kyle and I both want to see him. I, I think you have to see him. I want to see him because I, I, I don't want the narrative of Dak can't handle it. Why cause the drama? Handle the drama. You're about to go into the playoffs. All eyes are on you. Let's go. I, I don't want to see Romo on the field. Just like you don't I, want him to get hurt. I don't want him to get hurt. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to see Adrian Peterson on the field. He didn't look the same. I felt like he lost money. And as much as you know, I, I would hope Tony Romo considers his body before he considers his play on the field and retires, I feel like he's made his mind up that he still wants to play football. 31 teams want to see him out there because they want to see what he has. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Just like we but do. But if he goes out there, he doesn't look the same, or he goes out there, gets hurt, gets hit, then I think – 31 teams are going to make their mind up, and then it's only going to come down to one team. Okay, well, that's about Tony. What about for the Cowboys' sake? Doesn't matter. I feel like Dak has shown resiliency. He's shown toughness, just like Zeke has. Those young fellas. So something happens to to Dak, God forbid, knock on wood, and they have to have Romo out there. Don't you? Shouldn't he get the feel of the the offensive line and? I don't know some of his he's weapons. He's been there, Zeke, like, he what, like not, he hasn't been there with Zeke. He hasn't been there. He hasn't played in a game in a yeah, really the, long time. Not being there with Zeke is probably the ultimate comfort because all he all he has to do is turn around and hand it off. As far as being behind that line and knowing the playbook, Romo doesn't need reps. Like he doesn't need to go out there and 
and, and get a feel for things. Just a couple, couple of reps. How about just one yeah, series? Yeah, just have a couple of One drive. <laughs> just a couple of You know, here's the thing. I'm saying all this because I want this allure of Tony <laughs> yeah, one, Romo one being – One Gavin Escobar like, touchdown. But what does that give you? Yeah. What does the allure of Tony Romo and, like, keeping him in his bubble wrap give you? I don't get uh, it. No, not for me, just for the NFL. I want there to be a fire sale for people getting rid of their – players to try to acquire Tony and well, see, no. I want Tony to break the bank again and I want all these expectations and the dramatics no, of Tony Romo being another Jersey Bears fan I need to you know see. I need to know what confirmation if, if they should call uh, New England and be like hey Belichick what do we want for Garoppolo right. or I need to know if it's hey Tony if it's Romo's Romo. got let's bring Romo back and, home and to I feel you and as a fan you, you want to see if Romo's healthy I'd rather just not see him touch the field at all because I want the dramatics of it's the, the unknown. It's the Honus Wagner year. rookie for Nate. It's in the case. It appreciates value. Bills, not being Jets, used. anybody? Bills, Jets, definitely. Big no, no, thank big you. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Bears, Vikings. Double wolf. No. Jags, Colts. Oh, <laughs> Pats, <laughs> Dolphins. I love the Pats, Dolphins. Okay. Oh, Pats, Dolphins. Okay. Right, Whammy. I, just, I like Come it in. because, Traeger, you can help me out with this. The playoff implications are great. They could knock the Pats off of the one seed, making them travel to Oakland or wherever. Uh, the For the, everything to go through, Foxborough is huge. We saw them lose last year. In Denver, just not a good deal. Dolphins are ten and five, man. Dolphins are ten and five, and if the Dolphins they beat win them that week game, seventeen last year, and the Chiefs lose, the Dolphins suddenly have the five seed, and instead of having to play the Steelers, they play the Texans. Mm. So the Dolphins have everything to play it's a big for. Deal. It's and, big deal. And Kay is right for whatever reason. Matt Moore, Tana, whoever. The Dolphins give the Patriots trouble. They do. Yeah. It's a it Are they two and one in the, their last three meetings or something like that? Well, yeah. What do we always say? You, if you want to beat the Patriots, you have to hit Brady in the mouth. Look at that pass rush they got. Bad dudes and yeah. Dominic and Cameron Wake. That's yeah. how you beat Cameron Brady. Cameron Wake, hit since yeah. week six, has ten and a half sacks. That is more he than does? anybody in the game. He looks great. You've got guys like Kenyon Barner. Deion oh, yeah. Sims scoring touchdowns and making plays. I like that. Drake. You know That's what, what Nate, I meant. Nate said something on I the show you. today Barner's when we the threw Eagles up the kid. standings in the AFC. It's like the Dolphins said 10-5 and five next to their name. Like That was such a strange thing because they've been so mediocre for so long. They were about to go 11-5. They, and they started the year 1-4. Adam Gase. What? That's a lot of wins, man. 11-5. Uh, Chiefs at Chargers? It's crazy. No, thanks. Man. Chargers lost to the Browns. Cardinals Rams? <laughs> <laughs> the Rams. Raiders, Broncos. Rams. Uh, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Okay, you stop. Like one? Okay. Yes. Whoa, jeez. Um, you know, okay, obviously, look, this is a big deal in the whole span of the AFC playoffs because we're going to get our look at Matt McGloin. And I have to give I have to give Colin Coward credit because I watch his show when Peter goes on there. Yeah. And he did this bit that was funny about there's this guy in North Carolina, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. And he's like – you're never going to be a legendary quarterback named Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Matt McGloin. I don't He doesn't pass the name test. Okay. Okay. Matt McGloin sounds like a guy in Braveheart. He does. He like with a kilt and a big axe or something that like that. That can but hurt mu- people. But much more importantly, all right, so Matt McGloin's going to come in. Everybody's going to be watching him. You got this, this Cinderella team and cars out and you're in. And now you got to go at the Broncos. Right. You got to go at Vaughn and Akib and all those dudes on the road at that mile high. I don't know. That vaunted Broncos defense kind of looks like it's got some holes on it. I've seen well, it. Well, the well, Chiefs well. still got the guys the out Chiefs there. The Chiefs just though. lit them up. And on they might be checked out. Plays. Being eliminated. Peter, the guy is starting out. for the Raiders. I'm not saying they're still the 85 Bears. I'm saying, though, that they're also not playing the Rams this week. And they're playing a team that's been there that hopefully has right. some pride at home hopefully, yeah. on the road. So I think we're going to see in the first quarter. 
does Matt McGloin pee down his leg, or is it like everybody's saying, oh, he's been around, he's a great hey, guy, he's film, blah, blah. Let's see what this guy's got, You're dead because on. we're going to be watching him start a playoff game, and You're I'm into on. it, right? Who do you think, I, don't, I haven't looked at the Vegas lines, who do you think is even favored in that game? It's in Denver, the Raiders are riding high, I, I would think the Broncos, Broncos are favored, right? Are, they're eliminated, so. Yes, they're out. I would think even so, the Broncos have to be favored, right? I don't, ooh, Yeah, I don't know. it's probably really close. I'm not good at lines like that. I, my only lines, I do are rap lines, but I don't do, uh, I don't do point <laughs> spreads. Oh you do Those bars? Are you do bars? bars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, no, I'm way into that. I think everyone's into that. we got to see one. Matt McGloin. Seahawks, Niners? No. Saints, Falcons, and Packers, Lions. Packers you like Lions those Falcons. Giants, Redskins is intriguing. Do you want that one? Well, I mean, we, we touched on the Packers, Lions. I think we pretty much said everything we need mm-hmm. to say. Seahawks, Falcons, Nate. That's a game and a half, right? Seahawks, are Saints, Falcons. Seahawks, Saints, Falcons. Saints, Falcons, like I said. But Seahawks, Falcons, you can imagine what it would be like. Yeah, no. And maybe it'll <laughs> right. be a playoff game. You're right. It might be. No, speaking Giants, of Seattle, Redskins. though. Giants-Redskins is the biggest game of the They're an interesting team, really? too, though. Yeah, the like, Redskins are winning in for them. I mean, more or less, unless the, the, the Lions and Packers tie. Happens, yeah. Can Listen, the Redskins do it? I don't know. You know, here's the thing, man. I like the Giants, and they're hot right now. I feel like they got a rhythm. Giants, Redskins, similar dynamic to Packers, Lions. The Giants kind of got that big brother like mentality. Like we got the rings, you know. We might have had equally as of a roller coaster season as you guys, yeah. but we're better. Like we're the Giants. We're better than you guys. So the Redskins have to battle that. Like there's out of these last games in Week 17, there's a lot of demons that could potentially be exercised, and it could be a shift in how we look at organizations moving forward. So I'm excited to see what happens. But, like, with all this stuff being said and everything we're talking about, you know, Brady not having Gronk, Russell Wilson dealing with his superstar uh, X-Factor going down, no Derek Carr, all these backups. I honestly believe for the first time in a long time, anybody can win it. And it's not going to be your traditional picks that we usually lean on. It's not going to be, you know, Pats and the – Okay, so Nate's taking Tom Packers, Savage and the yeah. Texans to go and get that chip. I don't know, no, that's I don't know if I'm going that far. You don't believe what you're saying. But I'm, I'm, I'm not going that far, but I'm saying maybe it's Atlanta and the Cowboys, two yeah. teams we haven't seen in Super Bowl in a long time. So that note, that's why I want the Redskins in the playoffs because we talked about this. The Redskins, to me, have knockout power. Yes. That's how they describe Maybe they're the not Lions, the best boxer. The Lions, you don't feel it, right? No, the Redskins with those deep threats and that offense, they're a team that could just, oh, and my God, they nine shock lives. somebody. They lost yeah. that game to that's Carolina. That's why I love the Raiders so much I trusted them so to the, go to the Redskins are like a heavyweight fighter. That They got one punch, can knock you out. And blow the doors off you. But They're then the, George the, Foreman the Lions the career. are like the middleweight fighter. Like they'll jab, they'll jab, and just try to get the decision yeah. at the end of the fight. Gotti versus and then they Ward. get knocked out at the end, right? But no, I, that's why I want the Redskins in. I dig it. All right, let's uh, guys. It's new. next time we do this podcast, it'll be 2017. Oh man, mm. still writing 2016 on my checks. What? Mm. Wild. Let's do some uh, New Year's resolutions, shall <laughs> oh, we? I love yeah. that. Good. I think on the show, what we should do is do what maybe what teams should resolve to mm. do. But let's do our personal New Year's resolutions, okay. Nate. Kick us off. You're going with me right out the gate? Uh-huh. Nate's got a brainstorm. Um, I, I do got a brainstorm. That's true. You know That's what? True. <laughs> Let me give you a minute here. Kyle, go. Okay. Nate's the person when the waiter's like, can you come back to me? I need to look at the menu still. Sure. I know I come here all the time. And I order the same thing oh, after he comes time. back. Every time. Uh, my New Year's resolution, I've had ones in the past that I, for years it was always to floss more, and then I started doing that, and then sometimes it's sort of diet related. Mine is a very. Floss more. Yeah, floss more. And I, I wasn't flossing a lot, and then I, I floss all the time now. Mine is a very 20, 2017 thing. My New Year's resolution is to tweet more. And um, I'm not into it. I'm not a natural tweeter. I don't put a lot of tweets out there. I don't like it. But I know that is the way of the world. We work in the media. 
I should be Instagramming more. I should be tweeting more. It's just, it, it's hard when I'm out and about. Why? Why are you saying this? Because that's the way the media works, and that's the way the industry is. And you know, there's if you're part of the media, and we're full time on a show now, and you should you should let people in. Great for branding. Yeah, right. I mean all that stuff. And I do want to play that game, and and yet when I'm out. At the pumpkin patch with my family, I don't feel like taking a few minutes to do the stupid Instagram picture of me doing this and say, hey, everybody. But I feel like maybe I should do more of that. Yeah. So I don't tweet very much. I think jokes. I think observations all the time. I just don't tweet them. I'm, I'm, not, I'm off my phone. I'm enjoying my family. But I think in 2017, I want to try to do it more because I, there's other people who do it a lot, who I follow, who I respect. And I'm prideful that I don't do it, but it's the way of the world, Peter. You understand. You got to put. You got a social media. You got to do put it a lot. Out there. And I find, you got to do it more too. I find honestly, the more you get to know people on Twitter, the you, less be, you, like you them. believe that that's them, and you start to dislike them because you're like, Ugh, another mm-hmm. tweet from that guy. And if anything, I want to pull the reins back. Mm-hmm. I'm tweeting nonsensical like commentary on a game. Like it, it's in the ether. It lasts for, two, and I'm praying for retweets. I'm like. It's no way to live life, mm-hmm. dude. What do you want out of the Look Twitter? Thing? I love this conversation. You want yeah. the opposite. You want, back. you want the engagement with the viewers and make you feel like that. You yeah. know, what is it? Yeah. yeah. I, I want engagement, especially now. I never did, cared about it before. But now that we have a show and we have our viewers, you know, we talked a lot about tweeting during the show, which I've totally gotten away from. And then, you know, that's the, how the game is played now. You, you tweet away, you let people into your life. And I don't do that at all. I don't want to be one of these crazy high volume tweeting everything. Fifty yeah. tweets How about the, the politics of a game. Tweeters. No, or, the politics tweets, none of that. Or the guys who are promoting their own, you know, their own stuff. Or I like, just worked about, out. I just did the damn thing on the treadmill. What about this mute button? <laughs> oh, the, no, the mute button is fascinating. I don't know anything about it. I'm excited the, for you guys to teach me. So you can unfollow people, and that ends relationships. I've seen relationships end because someone unfollowed the other. But the the, the life hack, the tweet That's hack, bananas. is just mute them. Just mute them. I know someone who works for this network who got unfollowed once by somebody I know and was very upset about it. There's your blind item. But no, <laughs> the mute is the, is the end-all, solve-all because you keep following them. You don't see their tweets anymore, and you can be free from their inane observations on Hillary and, and Trump without having to unfollow them. But mm. my resolution, tweet more, Instagram more. I'm never going to be high volume. I just got to do it more. I want to play the game more. Yeah. What do you got? My resolution? Mm-hmm. I, tweet All right, less. So I, <laughs> tweet less. You don't tweet much. Talk more. Um, no, I, I would say that my uh, – that's a Hamilton Twitter's reference. Twitter's a very guy. saturated place, Kyle. <laughs> I, I know, but I barely do anything. My resolution, honestly, and this sounds so so hokey, is that I'm so all gung-ho football from, um, I guess, like July 25th from training camp right through to the Super Bowl that I neglect everyone else in my life. I haven't seen my high school friends all season long. I travel on the weekends. Amen. I, I kind of want to take some time to appreciate my new baby and appreciate my wife and kind of unplug after the Super Bowl before the combine. I got two weeks before we get back into draft mode, and I really want to make a concerted effort to unplug and appreciate the things that are non-work related and non-football related, which sounds so hokey. Is there something in mind? What would you want to appreciate more other than your family? I mean, like you want to relax know, I miss more. I miss everything. I miss, I miss Christmas. I'm yeah. going to miss New Year's Eve with my wife. I'm going to miss New Year's Day. And don't woe is me. It's what we do. It's the walk. So when I am around, I want to be present. I don't want to be checking the phone. I don't mm. want to be thinking about it. I don't want to be doing mock drafts. For those two weeks, I might want to take a little time to appreciate everything else in the world, which, sounds, which sounds crazy. No, it's, it's, it's right on time. That's good stuff, man. Uh, <laughs> no, also, I, because I've been of there. how m- I've been there. Not the easiest thing for you to do. Yeah, to I unplug. love it. I love this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. That's why it's so good. Uh, for me, I guess it's similar uh, in a sense. Like me being a Leo and always identifying with a lion and wanting to take over the jungle. Lion's blood. <laughs> lion blood, oh, in your right? jungle. I always wake up and feel like there's more to do, more to hunt for, and it's fatiguing because 
Then I go home and I go into daddy mode and I'm very present when I'm there. I cook, I clean, I pick them up from school. I'm at basketball practice late, even though my wife's like, no, nah, I don't go. But I feel bad because I'm sitting at home and my son's in the gym. Yeah. And even though I'm tired, I could be in the gym just sitting in the stands. Not that I'm coaching, that he sees me there You're and I'm there. present, right? So um, finding the balance between always wanting to conquer the world or go hunt the next big kill, uh, I, I have to be able to detach as well. And I'm glad that my family can see me more now that I'm working this job. But I need to be able to just, like, turn off the switch. It's kind of hard because I tell mm. little kids – Greatness isn't a dimmer. You know, it's either on or off. So for me, I don't always have to be in hunt mode or take over the world mode. So for me, I think I'm going to kind of scale back and pick and choose my battles. Because I literally wake up and I feel like there's something great that I have to do today. It's like me telling myself. I thought that as a player doesn't necessarily translate now that I'm not playing. So I just got to pick and choose when I have that approach. Okay. I'm going to go with – there's a couple of them. I want to catch up. I feel like – Season started, crazy fantasy. I work for DirecTV on the weekends. It takes up a lot of my time, and I love it. But I'm going to have now, after this week, no Thursday work, no Sunday work, no th- Thursday night work, rather. So I'm, I'm just, I want to catch up. I want to like do all the things that I haven't been able to do um, and not throw myself into another job right away, which is like my immediate thing is like, oh, no, what am I going to do now? I have Sunday's free. I want to relax. I want to catch up. I want to make my resolution to um, see live music at least once a month. Okay. I love going to live shows. I haven't been to – I've been to like one all, one all season. What was it? Bonnie Bear. Which was great, but it's the only one I've saw, I've seen all season, so I want to get back into that. And I also want to do. Um, I was looking into like Make a Wish Foundation stuff. Like Good. I feel like I'm done here at ten in the morning. I can at least go maybe once a week do something to help other people. Awesome, Look at you. Yeah. That's awesome. It's good stuff. I like that. Blind item I'm doing time. It. Okay. Blind item. Who's got one? I got one. Okay. Blind item time. Peter set up what it is exactly. Okay, so blind item. Kyle's given one. Nate's given one. Essentially, what it is in the next few minutes, I'm going to tell you a story about an NFL person in our world or a celebrity or something and I'm never going to reveal who it is I'm never going to reveal the name of the person but we're going to tell you the scenario and the Twitter followers at home can guess they can tweet us all the stuff mine goes very blue good that's where I live mine gets between the sheets (laughs) I'm going to dark places what's going on so I was in an NFL city at a hotel lobby and I was standing there, and a former athlete, I'm not going to name the sport. When was former. it? Former. When this was, was it? two years ago. Two okay. years ago, a former athlete, so it's not a football player. We got that already. Was in the lobby, and we talked, and I said, what's up? And he says, oh, I've seen you on television. I felt pretty cool. This former athlete knew who I was. We didn't take any photos, whatever. I decide that I'm about to call tonight, and he's like, I'm having a good time, and you know, I don't know if this is bro code that I'm breaking up the thing. I don't know what his marriage said. I have no idea. <laughs> But it just so happens Single, we, marry, you know. I have no idea. I don't care. We both leave the hotel lobby at the same time. It's very awkward. We get into the elevator together. He has a young lady. I do not. We go up, and we both press the same button on the elevator floor. Like, okay, this is interesting, Boom. Bing. And, you know, floor 11, we open up, Bing. And, you know, sometimes you take the right, and the other guy takes the left. No, we both go right. Oh, okay, like, all right. Awkward. Little footsteps. I'm in room 1103, and next to me in 1105 is this gentleman and the lady Slides he's with. Huh? So what they do in there, Peter? Opens the door. for the next 12 hours, there was some animalistic sounds going on. 
I thought there was a. Okay, that's gross. Okay, I, what is happening? I'm so glad I, not on I thought I thought only one of them was <laughs> the noises that were being made. I thought only one of them was going to make it out alive. Uh-huh, I right. mean, it was. It sounded that, like Jumanji in there. It right. sounded like Jumanji. It sounded like uh, you know any movie you can imagine. Ron Jumanji. Yes, Ron Jumanji. <laughs> is that is that the version? Okay, that's in the back in the adult section. Get it? Ron. Oh Jerry. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Ron something. Jumanji. Okay, you're yeah. late on that one, man. Long, story, long story short. I'm so re- Okay, I'm almost I'm, I'm blushing telling you this story. The next morning I woke up, I was completely uh, like out of sorts. I didn't sleep a wink because it was 12 hours. Because of the sound effects. This guy put on such a show, <laughs> and I felt so emasculated. Yeah. And I also wanted to call the front desk and actually tell them, like, can you tell him to just calm it down for an hour? I need to get some shut eye. I can barely hear my two and a half men marathon. I'm that trying I'm to watch. I'm, I'm trying to watch Big Bang Theory, and all I'm getting is the Big and the Bang. <laughs> I got a theory on that Big Bang. Long story short. Long story Ron short. Jumanji. This right. former athlete kept me wow. up all night, and kudos to him. Him and kudos to Lady. I hope they lived happily oh. ever after. And you never saw them after. Never that. saw them again. I wow. haven't seen the athlete oh, again. Man. You're doing but two and a half. Man. Anytime, He's like an eight and a half man. You're oh, telling us who this person go. is immediately after we wrap. Anytime I see this person, whether someone mentions him in like historic form, like he was one of the greats at this position, I'm like, ha! and I laugh to myself and I just move right along. But that is my blind item. My blind item sucked compares to compared to that. So I'm really glad that you went instead of me this week. Mm, that was a good I'll one. do one next week. Any guesses? No yeah. guesses. We don't do guesses. I, no, you don't, I yeah, won't do guesses. guesses, but I got some pretty good ones maybe off the yeah. air a little bit. Yeah, Peter, I think I know who it so is. There you have it, guys. There we have it. We appreciate you guys listening. Download us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, you go to NFL.com backslash podcast. You can find us there. And tune in to GMFB. And I think the most important morning. thing, right, is yeah. tell your friends. If you're having a good time, you're commuting this week, you're coming back from the holidays, you're going, tell your friends. Comment, it's post, retweet, like, do all that. Yeah, go watch Jumanji. I want to know your resolutions, guys. Tweet us, hashtag GMFB. Happy New Year. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.